Good evening and welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women are cold, and the bullets fly thick. I'm a host, Stuart Kaufman. And I'm another host, Amy McLeod. And tonight we watched 1969's Sabata, uh, starring Lee Van Cleef, a uh, Western movie legend. Indeed. Uh, he's known for the long dusters he wears in many films. Yes, this was an excellent one, and I hope uh, our listeners are enjoying, hopefully, a marked improvement in sound quality. I do have a new microphone. Very excited to start mm-hmm. using it. I feel like a professional. Oh, yes. it's. Uh, it feel, I'm feeling pretty sharp right now. Yeah. Uh, so this was a fun movie. I had a great time watching this. This is our... To be our second spaghetti western, mm-hmm. uh, and this was a it, delight. It was everything you want in a cheesy nineteen uh, sixties western, and lots of Lee Van Cleef. Who? Let me tell you, he's got probably the best, one of the best faces in westerns. That's like the oh, gold standard. Hands down. Yeah, he's just got that lean face, and he's got a, like a like a like a broad-brimmed black hat, and man, I think that I think that's I think he owns those clothes because I think he appears in that kind of stuff in more than one film. Yeah, like that's his set, like his personal duster and hat, and it's like he just shows up and is like, "All right, what western are we filming? I'm already dressed. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. What what gun? What guns am I? Do, do I do I need to bring guns? I didn't bring any didn't guns. Bring gun, uh, Is that cool? No, don't worry. Okay, it's you cool. got them? Okay. <laughs> well, do we want to do a quick uh, rundown of the plot? Yeah, good. Go for it. Yeah, so in this film, Lee Van Cleef is the titular Sabata. Sabata. Who, you know, we don't know too much about his past, but what we do know is that he's awesome at everything. Yeah. He, yeah, he's, he is, uh, he's Jesus of the West. He is the coolest man. Yes. And he ends up helping the U.S. Army to retrieve $100,000 in gold bars. Is that what it was? 100000 Correct. Or, in, or gold coins, something, something like, like that. that. That had been uh, stolen from some bank robbers took it. So he tracked down and killed all of the bank robbers and brought back the All money. of them. Every single so one. So he, <laughs> he did. He had a cart full of gold and corpses that he brought back <laughs> to the Army. Uh, turns out, though, those bandits had been hired by Lord Fancy Pants McRichman. Which, who we later find out, is a man by the name of Stangle, which I thought, which I guess made constant baseball jo- jokes while we are watching this. It's like, oh, it's Casey Stangle. Stangle. But anyway, Stangle's none too happy about this, and uh, Sabata has evidence linking Stangle to the robbery. So he tries to bribe him. Or not bribe him, blackmail him, uh, be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, give me some extra money, and I won't tell the sheriff that you done did it." So um, mm-hmm. instead of paying him off, uh, Lord Fancy Pants sends a series of assassins after our good buddy Sabata. So he has to then thwart these attempts in increasingly fun fashion they are great i can't wait to get into this like first off this movie has a ton of colorful characters and i loved all of them uh the the leading one we meet almost immediately as the film opens is a uh older um gentleman 
named, uh, hold, hold on a second, let me just pull this up real quick. I had it open, and then I decided to close it like a dummy. Uh, Karincha, who is uh, a big meatball of a man who looks like he's been sleeping in his clothes for a decade. Yeah, he's our, <laughs> you know, you kind of see this type of character in a lot of westerns. He's your kind of larger, <laughs> drunk kind of comic relief cheerleader for the main character. And he keeps talking about the Civil War and how he's a veteran. He got a medal. And it's never really clear, like, he's wearing a Confederate belt buckle. I noticed but that. But he's got, like, but he's got a Union medal. And just, like, I think he's, like, one of those guys, like, I fought in the war. Well, what did you do? Like, what? Right. He's, he'll say anything as long as you buy him a drink. Exactly. So that that's a key part of his character early on. He keeps trying to barter the coin away to get some more whiskey because the boy loves his drinking. Mm, oh boy howdy does he yeah and that's how sabata befriends him in the beginning he sees him getting kicked out of the saloon so sabata flicks him a coin so that he can go in there and get himself a bottle Mm -hmm. and then we're also introduced right after our uh little sancho panza-esque uh sidekick there is a a man they refer to as alley cat but we like to call (laughs) him the roof elf because he looks like <laughs> yes Elrond. You've from... heard of you've heard of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> Let me tell you about something you don't want to hear. I got Elf on the roof. <laughs> he looks like Elrond from Lord of the Rings, and basically his character. What we know about him is that he likes to hang out on the roof. I think he lives there. I, I, I don't. Yeah, know. it's hint. It's heavily hinted that he lives on the roof. Yeah, because he's always like shouting at him, and he's always like perched over. A window. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he has any lines. Does he speak at all? He does not speak. And that is because he is, uh, according to his IMD, his brief IMDb uh, biography, uh, uh, simply uh, a, a Roman stuntman. Oh. So maybe not so. so great with the acting. Though it is a spaghetti western, you can clearly see some of the actors are not speaking English. So it is English dubbed over them. So I don't really know... <laughs> Why they couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But maybe, you know, he's a good stuntman and not a good, like... Like, he's good if you tell him where to jump and hop and roll around. Can you imagine being such a bad actor that not even dubbing will save you? (laughs) I know. I I mean, I would hope that dubbing would save me. I I don't know that I could give a decent line delivery, but I would hope that someone (laughs) could, like, dub over my mouth movements. Exactly. A la singing in the rain, you know? (laughs) help me out a little bit Mm -hmm. but man to be so bad like i mean when he speaks this maybe did we ever see his teeth maybe he's got some gnarly teeth or something no he smiled a couple times like towards the end he's a handsome man yeah he he looks like an elf he does literally like 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 lord of the rings kind of elf he's he's a tall like a lithe gentleman hey what's your elf i see Mm -hmm. He's, he's clearly an athlete Clearly an athlete. And at first I thought he had a very unfortunate haircut because it looked like he had the, what do you call it, like the opposite of a mullet where it's real short in the back, but like real long in the front. And some people make that work, but it was like, didn't look good. But then I noticed what it was is he puts half of his hair up in a ponytail and then lets like Mm -hmm. half of his hair not be in the ponytail, which also I think lended to the elf look. Oh, yeah. And also when he was offered... 
And when he was offered money, he generally also didn't look like he needed it. And I was like, oh, because he's an elf. He's eternal. Right. So, of course, he doesn't need it. And that's why he's on the roof, so he can absorb the moonlight for his elf powers. <laughs> <laughs> but really, <laughs> Alley Cat, his only job in the film is to jump really high and tumble and leap around. leap over buildings. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. So... But he was still pretty cool. I liked him. Like, he was colorful. I was like, I want to watch the Alley Cat movie. I want to know his story. How did he get on the roof? Why is he on the roof? How did, how did he get on the roof? What's up there? <laughs> it's got to be great. What tragic backstory brought him to live <laughs> on a roof? Right. He had to forsake what? the ground. <laughs> Amy, don't you remember from our childhood? The ground is lava. Oh, no. He never stopped playing that game. <laughs> he lost and he lives in the west where there's just like wide open spaces as far as the eye can it's see so difficult he's in hell right he's like everything <laughs> is lava that's why he can no longer speak he blew out his his lung his uh voice screaming in terror <laughs> that, yeah, that's about the size of it but uh so uh yeah like but uh but to leave uh, back, back to... we left off with a brief synopsis yeah. here where i got sidetracked by alley cat yeah yeah so basically he's got to kill off all of these assassins which he does and then it kind of ends with a super cool almost triple cross because he meets up with a seemed like an old friend or at least an old acquaintance named banjo which spoiler alert banjo plays a banjo I know they they are really Shocking. creative about that. Shocking, and uh, he gets into a fight with him, and they have a duel, and it looks like Banjo kills Sabata, but no, it was just a way for them to get more money because it was like, I bet you, my share, like, because some guy was gonna pay Banjo like sixty grand to kill Sabata, so he's like, well, we'll have a duel. If I win, I get twenty grand, and if you win, you you get your sixty. So then, of course. Sabata played dead for the duel so that they could get more of that Monet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, everybody gets some money. And, uh, yeah. and everyone goes home happy. It's pretty great. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, if you get right down to it, this movie was, at its core, the perfect B-movie. Oh, my gosh. You knew exactly what you were getting yourself into. You knew this wasn't going to be highbrow. Want to know how I knew yeah. I was going to love this movie? The opening? Yes. For the first 12 seconds? Yes. First of all, the opening song, amazing. I love it when we open with a song that is like a theme song almost to a, a TV show almost. Because it is in Spanish. I can't really remember the words. But, you know, the chorus was, Sabata. And this real Spanish sound, sound to it. Yeah. And then when the hey, title. Amigo. Yeah. Hey, Amigo. Sabata. And then uh, when the title of the film came up, it it had this nice explosion effect. And I was like, I Mm -hmm. am so in for this. This is the best. Me too. I I think I said, I'm on board. I think we need to discuss (laughs) some of the greatest moments of cheese from this film. Uh, I t- I, I'm glad you brought that up because my what I, I know exactly what my favorite one was. Uh, so throughout most of the film, Sabata uh, has this uh, 
little stubby revolver that he has that I think has like what would you say it's a, it's a six shooter right yeah I'd say so it looks like a little derringer a little tiny gun right a little tiny derringer like about the size of like your hand so not not very big uh, and you know he fires off all his rounds at a guy and like the the bad guy like stands up and like kind of swaggers like haha I've got you now and then <laughs> Sabata turns his hand in such a way so that the butt of the gun is facing the guy, and the butt opens up, and there's three more bullets. Yes, and he shoots him with, like, all the <laughs> and bullets. And he shoots him. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I'm going to just say, I don't know enough about guns to know if that's even possible, or to to be mad that it's not possible, but I loved it. I was like... Exactly. I have no idea, as <laughs> engineering-wise, if that's even plausible, but it's perfect. <laughs> Exactly. It was a wonderful thing. I didn't even care. I was just like, that's probably impossible. Engineering? I'm, I'm no gunsmith. No, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's this is stupid. Yeah, I don't know that that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And <laughs> Yeah, it's all... <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to start with this thing. There is so much good stuff. Um, let's talk about the main villain. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, what did you call him? Discount, I, discount Michael Caine. Yes, he's got very large eyes. It was distracting, but added to his creep factor. Oh yeah, he looks like a big fish. Yes, a big old flounder, and he just it, uh, over the course of the movie, he dressed increasingly more fancy. <laughs> yes, I think, it, and and he at the end he was wearing like a full tuxedo with a cummerbund and a vest and a giant bow tie. Yeah, it looks like he just like like dropped out of a out of a Jane Austen film. It was you know? weird. Yeah, in the beginning, like he was kind of dressed like a rich person from the West. But yeah, as the movie went on, it was just like we need to remind people that he's fabulously wealthy. <laughs> exactly. So we need to make him as fancy as we can manage. Yes. How fancy? And then was it? He had two accomplices as well, uh, which was I think it was like the mayor of the town. Uh, a guy named Ferguson and uh, Judge O'Hara. Yes. Uh, and uh, Judge Ferguson, uh, Ferguson looked like Teddy Roosevelt. Yes. And Judge O'Hara, I think you said, looked like a character from Seinfeld. He, he looked a little bit like Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> For those familiar. But uh, mm-hmm. I immediately, I mean, they introduced them all at once and I was like, I love these guys. <laughs> these guys are amazing too. I love all these characters. Like, exactly because the and every time like they put it yeah yeah the evil guy i oh. was like oh because I, I think it was the pairing you have the rich evil guy and he's kind of tall and skinny and sallow sickly looking mm-hmm. and the judge is kind of <laughs> short and round i was like they have all the different shapes this is amazing <laughs> all you know all the fundamental male shapes every fish round and teddy roosevelt yeah <laughs> We kept worrying about Teddy Roosevelt. We're like, he's got to be president later. He's got to build the Panama Canal. He's got to finish right. up. How's he? How's he supposed to charge up San Juan Hill if he's dead? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert. I think he died. <laughs> so yes, he does. I don't know. He does get shot. I don't know who the who replaced Teddy Roosevelt, but My the God. real Teddy Roosevelt died in this it's film. It's a conspiracy. Yes. Yeah, so he was cool. I liked him a lot. Um, And his whole motivation, because I was like, he's so rich. Why does he need to steal this money? And he's just one of those 
one of those rich people who's like, I need more <laughs> excitement in my life, so I'm going to have people rob banks for me. <laughs> and then use that fu- those funds to buy an evil railroad. <laughs> yeah, he wants to buy because... land and then sell it to the railroad company, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got like a duelist's room with like two metal cutouts. <laughs> Very bizarre. It was weird. Very bizarre duelist room. Yeah. With like yeah, two giant metal cutouts, and it's it's not made entirely clear why. Yeah. Why why duel? Right. I don't know. And there's like a little hole in the heart, but like, I think he would close his up. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not fair, dude. He's not fair, but he is the bad guy. Nope. So. So he was cool. I liked pretty much every scene with uh, Fancy Lord Frilly Pants. Um, so he's the one who's like all right i want sabata dead because he's trying to blackmail me um and the evidence was which to me i was like that's pretty weak evidence so um the way that they robbed the bank was they had some acrobats like hop up into the upper level and like take out the people up top and then open Mm -hmm. the bottom door so they could come in and steal the gold So Sabata, after the robbery and after he brings all the gold and corpses back, he sees that there is a traveling acrobat show in town. It was the Virginian Brothers. And he's all like, they did it. And somehow (laughs) that connects back to Fancy Lord Rich Pants. And I was like, but but how? Because he was like, that directly connects you to this crime. And if you want that thing then you're gonna have to pay me a bunch of money and i was like what so, yeah i completely missed that plot point and you know what amy i didn't care yeah i mean really like <laughs> i didn't care either but like if you want to look at the plot it really doesn't make sense because at the end of the day i just wanted to see lee van cleef shoot people in creative ways which <laughs> which boy howdy did he oh my gosh one of my favorites the use of mirrors in this movie yes. is awesome oh that was brilliant So, Mm -hmm. there was at one point, (laughs) Banjo warns uh, Sabata that, you know, hey, some dudes are going to come in here and try and kill you. So, you know, maybe, like, be ready. And um, Mm -hmm. so, you see Sabata take a painting off the wall, and you're like, what is he going to do with that? And then you see the bandits, (laughs) like, break in, and you see what looks to be Sabata sitting like in the frame like he's pretending to be a painting with his gun in front of him <laughs> and i was like what did he think that would work like why and then you realize what it was he put the mirror there and so then they shot the mirror and then he could shoot them but if like at first when they open the door you're like really <laughs> why wow. is he pretending to be a painting <laughs> that's like some scooby-doo Double stuff going yeah, on there. i was gonna say like that only works uh for scooby-doo not not in real life well, not that this yeah. is real life. Right. And speaking of Banjo, he, he played a role in this film. At first I thought, like, is he just like, is he just like a, like a, like a hidden narrator or something? And then you called him a Greek chorus. Yeah. I'm like, was he? I don't really, <laughs> I know. His character, because in the beginning, when we first meet Banjo, he's just playing his banjo in the saloon. Mm-hmm. And um, he does seem to know sabata and he's kind of like hey you know you seem different i hardly recognize you anymore and this was followed by (laughs) the weirdest banjo playing scene ever where 
he's playing his banjo and it starts you know it's got like a funky little tune and he's kind mm-hmm. of playing it somewhat threateningly at Sabata, but the camera keeps going from Banjo's hands to his face, to his hands, to his face, like faster and faster as the music gets faster. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. That was part of the. Tr- that was truly part of the charm of this yes. film is that some of the camera work was so bizarre, but just like it, it just went with it because I guess yes. because of the time period. And the fact that it was a spaghetti western. Oh, it was so great. Like, there's one that just made me laugh out loud because there's a moment where, um, I'm about to call him Sriracha, but that's not his name. You can call him Sriracha. No, I called him Sancho Panza, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did, because he's like a very drunk, very filthy Sancho Panza. Carincha. Yes. He just, like, does, like, a, he, like, laughs aloud, or, like, he's, yeah. he, like, yells, Victory. like, ah! <laughs> it, it zooms in on his mouth yes. so that for a blink of an eye the entire screen is filled up with this filthy man's teeth <laughs> oh it was great like the camera has such a sense of humor in this movie it is amazing like everything is a delight there are no boring scenes in this movie i i want that screenshot of just his yes. his, his mouth oh my god that was so funny like there was no reason to do that but it was a perfect and amazing so it was just like oh well i won't have time to go to the dentist so we'll film this and i'll make sure my dentist goes to see the movie and he'll be like right. oh wait stop stop the stop film. the projectors i gotta take a I look need a... oh <laughs> this, this man needs my help right oh god and then uh, there was a second use of mirrors and an equally cheesy scene that i is one of my favorite things we're introduced to another assassin that uh richie mcrichpants is hiring to kill sabato his name is sharky and i yes i immediately i was like i really like sharky i don't want anything bad to happen to him we're introduced to him basically he lives with his mom and his mom is like the worst person in the world apparently She's just, she is a hag. She, yeah, she is a hag, and she's yelling at him, like, why don't you go shoot that other family? Like, they suck. You should go shoot them. And he's like, meh, I don't wanna. I don't, don't tell me what to do, Ma. Don't tell me what to do, Ma. And then Teddy Roosevelt comes in and says, <laughs> like, hey, I'll give you this wad of cash for you to go kill this guy. And then his mom Bully. is all like... <laughs> Come back with, you know, go do that. Come back with the money. And I, I really wanted to be like, Sharky, take the money and move out of the house because your mom sucks. Right. Yeah, there's something terribly wrong with your mother. Yeah, she was awful. And I felt so bad for Sharky. And I was like, damn it, Sharky's going to get shot by Sabata. But uh, he got shot How in such a way know? that I loved it. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, yes, he starts the encounter with Sabata by saying, when I'm done laughing, you'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> something to that Which effect. Which is nonsensical. Like, how long is he going to laugh? There's no way to know. And the way he was laughing, I was like, he could laugh for a while. He's just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> well, looking at the IMDb page for uh, Lee Van Cleef, that would have to be at least another 30 years. Right. And I mean, just like... <laughs> Part of me thought it would be really funny. Like, he's like, when I stop laughing, you're dead. So then Lee, Lee Van Cleef, like, gets out a microphone and there's, like, a curtain behind him. And he's like, hey, so uh, what's the deal with airplane food? I mean, airplanes haven't been invented yet, but uh, how come the food's so bad? Like, <laughs> and he's, like, sweating, like, 
Oh shit, I gotta throw my best material at this guy. I'll be dead if he stops laughing. <laughs> but that's not how it went. I just blew it from uh, California, and boy, my arm's tired. Oh, yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> bang, bang. Right, but no, instead of telling a series of jokes to keep the guy laughing, he just turns around and shoots it. <laughs> Uh, but the the cinematography was really cool because um, it was shot with uh, Lee Van Cleef looking in a mirror, and you could see Sharky in the mirror as well behind him. And I just thought that was really, really cool. It was fun to look at, and I just enjoyed that whole exchange. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I think you also mentioned that he looked like uh, a, uh, a Latin version of uh, Jack Black. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was just a big round roly poly yep. guy. That's why I, like, I was like, like, "Oh, Sharky!" I feel like there's hope Which... for Sharky, but no, he's dead. There is. No, no, he's dead. I'm sorry, Amy. Sorry, Sharky. <laughs> I'm gonna pour one out for Sharky tonight. <laughs> oh oh man. Oh, and then. So the, another assassin, do we want to talk about Padre Brown? Oh, yes, Father, fake Father Brown. Yeah. Yeah, because Banjo says at one time, like, oh, Father Brown wants to speak to you. Yeah, but we meet Father Brown a little earlier because uh, Sancho Panza is like, oh, yeah, Father Brown's, like, really upset that you're murdering all these people. And he shows up to talk mm-hmm. to Sancho, and he has this look on his face like he's scolding a child, like... I know you stole the cupcakes from the vicar's office. You naughty child, you. you. Except in this case, you have shot an awful lot of people. Yeah. Like, like a lot. Yeah, he's like, you like <laughs> just stabbed a bunch of people to death. And, and Sancho's kind of like, ah, you know, shoulder shrug, like, <laughs> oh, oh well, you know, stuff happens. And he kind of just looks at him, like, shaking his head, like, <sighs> What are we going to do with you? Right, like, I'm going to grab you by the ear and make you, like, clean out the pews or something so yeah <laughs> so then when sabata goes to see father brown it was funny because like i guess he's never met father brown because the guy he meets with looks nothing like the father brown that oh, we no. saw earlier and i was like did they recast him in the middle of the movie or <laughs> is this a different guy this is it. Oh, we've crossed into a completely different film. Yeah, I was like, what? But no, it was a fake Father Brown. Mm-hmm. Who, you know. And he also gets shot. He does. Imagine that. Yeah, he gets shot too. Which, it's like, Sabata goes in there, like, ready to kill this guy. I was like, what if he was wrong? Like, what if it really was Father Brown who's just like, you've strayed far from the Lord, my son, and I want to, to help you get on the right path. And then he, like, shoots him, and he's like, oh, shit, he just had a Bible in his hand, not a little pistol. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it reminds me of a phrase, and I'm probably butchering it, it's like, it's uh, important to be good, but sometimes it's better to be lucky. And I think that's Sabata. That is Sabata. And he's very, mm-hmm. you know, very lucky. He's very lucky. So he, he pretty much takes out is that all the assassins uh yeah i think the only remaining one is banjo who is clearly an opportunist mm-hmm. and uh because the 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 um i, th- I think uh stengel gets a bug up his ass because he's increasingly like i it's no longer about the money he just wants, he wants you to know, kill this uh, guy he just he wants to kill sabata 
So he offers increasing amount of monies until it's almost to the point where it's the hundred thousand that was originally stolen. Yes. Right. And uh, so things are wildly out of control. Banjo tries to kill him, does a bad job. And you know what? I was thinking about that. I was wondering if that was just for show, because remember we Mm -hmm. saw Teddy Roosevelt, like, peering around? Right. So I wonder if they were really on the same side the whole time, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, they have a little bit of a showdown. Oh, one thing. So one thing we didn't mention is that Banjo is wanted for crimes in Denver. (laughs) And what was it, Mm -hmm. the Clayton Boys? Yeah, the Clayton boys show up. There's no one around who can put one over on us, Claytons. So mm-hmm. Banjo goes out in the middle of town with his banjo. And you're like, what is he going to do? Strum. And I was like, he's going to he's gonna win them over with the power of song. And what does he do? But was a so- it was a song of a different kind, eh? Yes. It's the song of bullets. Yes. <laughs> because his banjo hides a Gun. Oh, it was the. I was so happy, and he ends up like rolling, like he, he d- takes like a dive and a duck and roll and shoots his banjo yes. at these guys. It was beautiful and amazing, and it was awesome. Oh, holy smokes! It was it was something. We don't deserve this film. It's too good. It's God. This is just. Mm. It was everything I wanted. Mwah. You need a whole bottle it's... of wine with this cheese. Oh God! It is it is it has aged well. I, I th- love it. On more than one occasion, I wrote just LVC. Lee Van Cleef is so cool. He is, and this whole movie is like everything is like, hey, this guy, super rad. Yeah, th- you you should want to grow up to be like Lee yeah, Van Cleef, the coolest <laughs> ever. He's so radical, and. Uh, which is in direct opposition to Banjo, who is just, I don't know, he's wearing a horrible red wig. No one's hair color is that. And and he plays a Banjo, which seems to irritate everyone. Yeah, no one seems to like to hear him play. I mean, I'm not a connoisseur of Banjo music, so I can't tell if it's good or bad. It sounded fine. Mm-hmm. And also, all of his clothes had a bunch of bells on it, like he's a court jester. I think that's what annoyed people, too. Be like, I can always hear you coming, and I hate you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Because now, it's like, it's like I, it's more time I have to spend being irritated that you're around. Yes. The only person <laughs> who seems to like him is Jane, who is uh, works at the hotel. Looks like it's his girlfriend, maybe. Um mm-hmm. But it was she's really funny at some a... point. She's always on his butt because she's like, you're not going to make enough money playing that banjo. I want to go move to Europe with you. And at one yeah. point she starts going like, oh, if we had that $100,000, we could be in Europe tomorrow and stay together forever. And it like zooms in on his eye real close. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh, shit. I thought this was just a casual thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. She's clinging. <laughs> But uh, she she is a uh, she's easy on the eyes. She's the the main uh, principal uh, lady character, uh, female lead here. Yeah, lead and, uh, in quotes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have much to do other than uh, fawn over banjo. Yeah, and fawn over banjo and just look stunningly gorgeous. Right, bat her eyes at everybody, but mm-hmm. you know. 
but uh, it's it's funny like like her makeup was so very much on point 1970 oh, yeah. she is a uh you know costume change away from being in any film of that era you know just changing into you know red uniform she's on star trek yep change her into something else she's james bond yep. yeah, yeah i was like you know put her some go-go boots now she's yep, at the club she, yep. <laughs> now she's at the club that's right yeah, so that was kind of funny but, mm, uh, my god but, but yeah <laughs> speaking of band show i like there's a moment where like oh the same moment you mentioned earlier where like it through the weird camera work between banjo's face and the banjo yes and then uh and then Sabata shoots the banjo and at the like saying, "Fuck your banjo." Yeah, like it seems like he's really offended by the banjo playing. Like he's like, "Will you shut that up?" And instead of just telling him to knock it off, he just shoots the banjo. And at first, he looks so dejected, but then he kind of turns and then, like smiles, like, mm, "That's the Sabata I know. He shoots banjos." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, that's how you that. Well, this is the era before the radio, where you'd have a button to turn. So how do you make music stop in the Old West? You have to shoot the instrument. That's why, you know, people don't know this, but uh, traveling minstrel was the most dangerous mm-hmm. job in the West. <laughs> you really had to you read had to the sh- room. If you didn't stop on your own, someone would shoot you. Yeah, or or you had to be prepared to hold your instrument in such a way that the instrument would be destroyed and you would survive. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, if you hear any tales of... Uh, Bards of the Old West. Those were the true, the true heroes. The West is just littered with broken trombones. <laughs> sousaphones. And guitars. <laughs> sousaphones. Well, see, a good sousaphone, that might be good protection. You, That's right. That's a, a lot bullet. of metal. Yeah. So, oh, and speaking yeah. of catching a bullet, that does pay off with uh, Sancho Panza's war medal. It does save him mm-hmm. in the end. He gets shot, but... Uh, the metal catches it, so that does pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he 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 it was an entertaining character, and he's just the kind of character we love in westerns because he is filthy. Yes, and he is the entire film. He just is just gross. Yeah, and I thought, I mean, sometimes for me, that character can be a real hit or miss. Sometimes I find that comic relief to be a little annoying or, like, jarring in tone. Like, Mm -hmm. they can, like, they're there to lighten the mood, but sometimes it doesn't work for me. But this one, it was perfect. Seamless. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) And he was just always filthy. Sometimes he just stand there with his mouth open, but he was great. I liked him. I liked I, I yeah, liked was, all of these characters. I wanted to see more of them. I was sad when they I, all I, died. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to watching this movie again. It was so much fun. It really was. Like I would watch this with your friends. Like if you ever have any kind of western movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Good lord, this one was watch so much Sabata. fun. Yes. And we found yeah. out there's more Sabata movies. Oh yes, there are. It's it's absurd. So we have uh, 1969's Sabata. Oh, let me pulled up over here we've got let's see following it 1970 you have adios sabata which doesn't have lee van cleef in it but he is replaced by yul brenner i'll watch uh, it also there are but that's not the only sabata film you get in uh 1970 oh no you also get sabata the killer and wanted sabata <laughs> and that's followed in 1971 by return of sabata oh my god 
And then finally, 1972's The Grand Duel. All right. Which has Lee Van Cleef returned to the role. All right, we gotta we gotta turn this podcast podcast off and have ourselves a sabbathathon. <laughs> I feel like we should be selling cars. <laughs> Come on down to Big Bill's Sabata dealership for Sabathathon. <laughs> Sabatathon 2020. Five years, zero percent APR. No money down. <laughs> no money down. Your job is your credit. <laughs> no credit, no problem. Leave with a Sabata today. <laughs> Comes with tiny See Derringer your... that shoots out of. Both ends somehow. <laughs> See yourself today at Sabata Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. Let's do this. Oh, God, yes. We just, we'll have somebody dress up as, like, uh, Lee Van Cleef, but with a giant plastic head. Yes. Or you get, like, one of those wavy arm things, but put, like, a, <laughs> put, like, a duster jacket on it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man, we're going to sell. We are going to sell. So many Chevys. So many, so many Chevys. <laughs> Trucks and SUVs. Uh, so, yeah, I just love it when, like, a film franchise has, like, three of the same film in the same year. Right. That usually doesn't <laughs> bode well, but this one was so much fun, I am willing to give the others a shot. Yep. I just, let's see, I wonder how how many of these, like, uh, Yul, um, I'm sorry, not Yul Brynner, but Lee Van Cleef was in. Looks like it's just Sabata and the Grand Duel. Mm. Let's see here. We got Wanted Sabata, uh, starring Brad Harris. Brad. Brad Harris. Br- Brad. And what is Return of Sabata? Oh, no, he's in three of them. Nice. There, we know for a fact that there is a Sabata trilogy, so. <laughs> we will be returning. I know we have to. We will be returned to Sabata. <laughs> yeah, this this was this was so much fun. I really recommend this. Um, yeah, you know it's a spaghetti western. So if you're offended by the voices not matching the mouth movements, that may be a problem mm-hmm. for you. But uh, good lord, I had fun. Yeah, this is not a movie masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but it is just good entertainment. Yes, uh, just. So- but, uh, well, that's two spaghettis uh, in a row. That's a lot of pasta. Hey, you're gonna like. <laughs> you're gonna like the spaghetti western. Ah, uh, there's. <laughs> just imagine, like, there's like a pile of spaghetti with like a gun underneath <laughs> of it. <laughs> yes, instead of cheese, it's ripped up wanted posters. <laughs> just a pile of guns and wanted posters. Ah, that's a good western. Hey, uh, making the pizza. <laughs> Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Oh, we're going out. That's okay. Um, that's where all the good westerns are. But, but man, there is a. Oh, I have a note here I thought was interesting. Like, Philly Lord McDandy sleeves or Stengel. He was funny in that it's just like some of the things he like spoke and the way he addressed <laughs> things, or at least the way the dub went, it's like it sounded vaguely sexual. I know. Vaguely kinky. Yes. I was like, whoa, he's into some <laughs> kinky shit. Like he say like 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 someone's like asking, like, why do you do this? He's just like, Well, you see him <laughs> first see him at his home, he's reading a book 
What, what was written on it? Was it? something like inequality is the basis of society. I was like, we need to cut that. That should be a meme. It's the exact opposite of the Man- Communist Manifesto. Yeah, it was like, nope. Inequality like, is perfect. Yep, great. Exactly. I own you, and that's okay. Yeah, he's like, I, basically, <laughs> like you could have titled that book "Reasons Why I'm Better Than You." <laughs> Reasons why I'm better than you, Volume One of a thousand. One. Have you seen all of my fancy duds? Yeah, I have so much fancy clothes. Have you seen all of my medieval suits of armor? Have you seen my uh, elaborate dueling room? <laughs> I know. <laughs> elaborate and completely unnecessary yeah like what why (laughs) and he had that scepter like he has this thing that shoots darts like little knives so he kills a couple people with it but it's like not big enough to be a cane it's not long enough like it's what like two and a half feet long so you could not use it as a cane so i'm like Mm. what is it just a wand like how you just carry that well, around to hit people with? Yeah, you know, you know, ruffians and ragamuffins. It's actually that's something in the 19th century. It's called a uh, swagger stick. It's literally like like the length of your forearm, and you just kind of like gesture with it. Ah! Swagger stick. It serves no purpose, and it just serves to show that you're a rich piece of shit. Swagger stick. Ah! Oh my god. I kid you not. All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring them back with the swagger sticks. But instead mm-hmm. of, like, being used to hit people, I think they should be filled with candy, like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> this is a really big Pez dispenser. Yeah, or mints. Then instead of hitting people, yeah. you'd be like, hey, get your hand out. I'll give you a mint or gum. It's like, oh, man, thanks. Yeah, then you'd be I more just, popular. Just, exactly. It's like, especially if, you know, you stand outside of, like, like, a Mexican restaurant or, like, you know, something with, like, really spicy food. You'd be like, man, I really needed that. Thanks. Yeah, you'd be like a super friendly guy. Then he could have mm-hmm. more people to invite to his masked orgies that I'm sure he's having somewhere in that hacienda. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It was a fine hacienda too. It was. They showed it at several times before Lee Van Cleef and uh filthy Sancho Panza and uh Elrond uh blew it all to hell with an obscene amount of dynamite. Yeah, there was really like no reason for the rich guy to not just pay Sabata off. Right. It, it, well, it clearly just became like an ego thing at that yeah, point. Yeah, he's like, this And that's, that's why this the movie man, went on. I'm better than... He, didn't he read that book? I'm better than everyone. <laughs> so... He's saying, why I'm better than everyone by Stink, Casey Stengel. <laughs> yes. And then, it, like, at the very end, you know, when all of his assassins have been thwarted, he's like, well, mm-hmm. I just never had the right man for the job. So then he gets a rifle out like he's going to do it. And you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, you are you correct. Are an idiot. Oh man, my favorite scene with Fancy Pants McRichman. At one point, he has dinner with Sabata, like because yeah. Sabata's like, "Well, you can't kill me now because if I don't come back, then I don't know. I guess he had like, yeah, he set something up with like the colonel. Yeah, I was or like, something. he's gonna know everything and they're gonna lock you up. So they had this this dinner, and so Fancy Pants keeps putting his murder stick. He put it on the table, not very subtly. He sets it on the table, mm-hmm. so Sabata, like, takes the wine bottle and puts it so, like, it's blocking it so it couldn't hurt him. Yeah, it couldn't hit him. And then later during the dinner, Rich Guy picks it up and, like, also... Move. 
in the least <laughs> the subtle, subtle way possible. Like picks yeah, it up like, yeah. all right, how can I, let me move it this way so it'll yeah. hit him. And he like, <laughs> Sabata just moves another juice thing in the way. And he's like, dude, it's not going to work. <laughs> like I see what <laughs> yes. you're doing. Yeah, I'm not stupid. Right, I'm not an idiot. But you're... But you're poorer than I am. That means I'm smarter. Yeah, and then... Uh, well... Yeah. Well, about that. <laughs> and when he dies at the end, he has this look of like, how can this be? I had so much money. <laughs> this is impossible. Doesn't Remem- he know how much money I have? <laughs> exactly. Although all my untold wealth means that I am the superior being. Yep. Uh, which, uh... Kids, let's have a chat. Just want to let everyone out there know that... Money isn't a superpower. It's not. It's not. Money is not. It's a medium of to which uh, purchase goods and services. Yeah, it just makes the economy run a little better, so you don't always have to trade like eggs and textiles and services for everything you need. Exactly. Like if I go to the barber, I don't have to exchange. You know, be like, "Hey, do you need some electrical work done here?" Right. I could help with that. Right. And they'll be like, no. I guess, well, I guess I got to go somewhere else to get my hair cut. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to, like, owe him. He's like, well, do you have any bacon? <laughs> I could use some of that. So then you got to go to the butcher, do some electrical work for him. And then you can get your hair cut. <laughs> exactly. Or I could just get money. Right. Everybody gets paid. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you could buy things. So this, uh, this fun little uh, economics lesson. Brought to you by the Cowpunchers. Economics. Hope you enjoyed it. With the Cowpunchers. Basic econ. With bacon, electrical work, haircuts. Yeah, that's how I learned it back in school. (laughs) (laughs) So you got your bacon on the x-axis and your electrical work on the y-axis. Where they meet is the haircut. (laughs) That's That's where you can get your haircut. When you have that much bacon and electrical work, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you if you draw enough lines, it looks like spaghetti, and then you're just watching a and western. then you're watching a western, and you're having a great time with your friends. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really, at the end of the day, this movie was just fun. It was fun to watch. It was just mm-hmm. you should go. It's on Amazon Prime if you have that. Go watch mm. Sabata. You will like it. And uh, which, uh, I guess it brings us to our special segment. So let's start off with our uh, postcard moments. Yeah. Um, there's a great one towards, I think, the end of the film where they're going with, where uh, Sabata's having his uh, encounter with uh, Banjo-Kazooie. And... Uh, <laughs> You see him ride down with his dark hat and duster flapping in the wind, and there's these hills in Spain that you see because it's clearly not the American West. I've seen this before. Right. It's Spain. Right. We're we're <laughs> we're in Italy or something. This isn't this isn't exactly. appropriate. <laughs> exactly. And uh, just these dusty, beautiful hills, and they put cactus around, and it just it looks like a Western auto, at least for the time period, you know. Yeah. Uh, now I tend to go for the more strange postcard moments maybe not the most beautiful but the one that i'm like i like that picture i'm gonna go for that uh for sharky's shack i thought that was a good looking western shack yep you know i'll give it to you like that would be something you would mail mail to me yeah (laughs) be like greetings from nevada here's this shithole here's this shithole i found (laughs) a bunch of cactuses in front of it 
R.I.P. Sharky. There's a hag. There's a hag living in it. Right. I think she was some kind of Western witch woman. Of course, go no to doubt. Her for poultices, exactly. X's and charms. Oh man, someone needs to set Macbeth in the American <gasps> West. <laughs> yes. This is so dumb. I would this watch the so, crap out of that. This is so. This is so stupid. We're just running off the high of this movie, like. This movie is so stupid movie energy. Oh yeah. Oh man. S M E uh, stupid movie energy. <laughs> oh shit. So. So yeah, those are those are our uh, postcard moments, but now let us go to the saloon search. Saloon search. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we only had one saloon, but it was kind of confusing because. We're not sure. At certain time, yeah, it looked like maybe because there was a hotel where Sabato was staying, and he would walk across the street, and it seemed like he was going into saloon over there. But I think it was just confusing camera angles because the saloon was also in the same building as the hotel, which the hotel is called the Grand Palace. But the windows on the saloon said Ferguson Saloon. After the after the guy played by Teddy Roosevelt. Right. Uh. <laughs> so I think it was the same place. It was just sort of like, you know, it's yeah. kind of like if you go to the, the Hampton Inn, it might have like a restaurant, like there's a Copeland's mm-hmm. attached to the Hampton Inn. They're in the same place. But this, was, just different but this thing was just a beautiful uh, kaleidoscope of late 60s, early 70s, Western movie cliches. There's... Because it's in Technicolor, so the reds are really red, um, it, and there was a neat detail. Is like they've got like this damask like wallpaper on the second floor where all the hotel rooms are, and then you then you can the, the camera pans up ever so much more slightly, and you can see like there's still like rough hewn wood because this yeah. is the West, it's frontier, it's the veneer of civilization. It was awesome because we're shooting people all the time. Yes, but uh, it's it it's. It's fun like that. There's like the the jangly piano. Uh, Lee Van Cleef does this cool thing where he throws a quarter across a room to start the player piano. It it's awesome. really neat. Yes. Um, you can hear people walking on the floor. A lot of yeah, people like you hear people like shaking dice together. There's a room labeled poker room, and of course, this is a first for us. Pretty girls dancing. Yeah, we haven't seen any uh, dancing girls yet in a saloon, so they did the whole little. Mm-hmm. Covered in feathers and whatnot, so, you know, we got the whole Western experience. Right, unless you count, like, was it, uh, was it Tanya in Fievel Goes West? Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll count that. So she did a little a, dancing, I guess. Our first human so we dancers. One, yes, well, one dancing mouse and then, like, at least a dozen dancing girls. Yeah, yeah. Of which Jane, who becomes important later, is one of them, and she's making come-hither eyes to the crowd, and... Just, just a lot of like good Western coots and a and a and a broad, diverse crowd of people just hallooing and having a good time. Uh, there's a f- sign that proudly announces French wine and Scotch whiskey. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'll 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 belly up to that. Bar. I'm in. Mm-hmm. So that it was a really, I think one of the nicest saloons we've seen. Yeah, it was really really fun. Uh, lots of places to watch a good show and have a good time yeah so that brings us to he happens to be a sweet looking dude who brought yes face. who brought yes 
Amy, tell us, who brought the face? Now, it's going to be super obvious. Obviously, it was Lee Van Cleef. He's the king oh, yeah. of face. It, it, by a country mile. Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like he got work. Like, he'd come in for the audition and be like, all right, all right, Lee, we, we want you to read for this part. Um, okay, go. And he just looks at him, and they're like, okay, you got it. You don't even, you're good? Right. Sign right Didn't here. Didn't even say a word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his face is the gold standard of Western For, face. Yeah. Right up there with Clint and, Eastwood. It's so good. And he and he just, he adds to it because he's got uh, a black broad-brimmed hat with, with like a flat brim, too. And he does this cool thing wherever he's lighting his uh, cigars where he, like, takes the match uh, head between thumb and forefinger oh, yeah. and flicks it oh, yeah. to ignite it. I was like, that's so cool. That's super cool guy move right there. <laughs> that's like, exactly. I was like, I want to beat yeah, him. Yeah, you're like, oh, Show man, he's so that. cool. He's so cool. Oh, my God. Just, <laughs> there's like a gaggle of like dudes on like horses following him behind him. Like, man, he's so cool. <laughs> right. Everywhere he goes, like, I got to get rid of these guys. Yeah, see that guy? He's so cool. Oh, look what he did with this cigar. Holy oh, shit. my God, so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we ready to move on to our, our rating of this film? Yeah, uh, I'm ready to go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a solid. Um, let's see, where do you put a good B movie? Because six is clearly like like a nigh on flawless film. Right. F- five falls just short. Or do we want to use a I, different scale for B movies? I don't know. Instead of six, uh, what are we, six silver stars, we go for something else. Let's let's put this out to the community. Let's put it out to uh, our, our our fan. Our listener. Thank you, listener. <laughs> yes, let's put we this out to you. our listener. Thank you. Will, I know you're listening. Thanks. Mom, <laughs> thanks for listening. Dad. Dad, Also, thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, tweet at us uh, what, uh, at uh, Cowpunchers Show. Yep. Uh, or uh, email us at uh, cowpunchersshow at gmail.com. Woohoo! Yes, we email. do have social media, so yeah, please so, give us so a reach follow. out to us. If you have a, a infinitely better uh, rating system, we are all ears. Well, we will give you a shout out, and uh, yeah, we'd appreciate well, it. This one I'm going to give also, uh, six out of six sabatas because <laughs> it was so much fun, and I want to see more sabata. I want to see more banjo. I want to see more. I'm going to give Cat. a solid s- six. Shot up banjos. Six shot up banjos. Yes. Uh, six, six banjo rifles. Six banjo rifles. When that banjo became a rifle, I was like, "This is a masterpiece. <laughs> this is the best." Why does it, ever. Why didn't this win an award? This yeah. Is, this Where's is their Oscar? <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, "What? Yes, I. <laughs> no, right. I, I have no words." This, you know what this movie set out to do? Entertain. And you know what? It did it. Yeah. 100%. So go get yourself a six-pack, get some popcorn or some nachos or whatever you like to eat while you watch a movie. Go mm-hmm. watch it. Exactly. Uh, you will have a good time. You'll have a blast. Uh, get your money back, but, which uh, you paid zero dollars for this <laughs> podcast. So. <laughs> you paid zero dollars. Oh, good God. Well, I... Uh, I guess that's all from us. Yep. We've had a great time. I hope you have too. Uh, until next time, I'm a host, Stu Kaufman. And I'm your other host, Amy McLeod. Watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah!